Welcome to the Athletic MBA Show, Monday through Friday, on the Athletic Podcast Network. Thursday, point of contention. I do have a take. I'm very suspicious of these people, people who, are who are just, just telling them. these athletes to, to not play, right? And they're crazy for playing. Hold on, man. Like, what's this business of telling people not to go to work? Some of these guys, they do need the money. Yes. Beyond needing the money, they need the meaning. Work, work is, important. is important. Point of contention. Why would I ever do that? I'll get fired. <laughs> I would rather talk about something safe, like illegal drugs. That's what I want to talk about. Uh, welcome to Point of Contention, uh, the debate show that's not a debate show. Uh, with your host, Marcus Thompson, and myself, Ethan Strauss. And really, I think Jade's a host. Let's just give Jade the hosting. Jade, Jade is definitely a host. What up? Jade is the host. Jade is Robin Quivers. What? Robin Quivers. <laughs> I have no idea who that who is. is I just really, I just remember Mike Mike Tyson just comes to mind. Yeah. Oh, that's. Right. Oh my gosh, Robin Givens was Mike Tyson's ex-wife. Robin Quivers was Howard Stearns. Howard Stearns. Oh, Robin Quivers. Oh yeah. I understand why oh, yeah. you don't know the black woman in oh, radio history. Like, like the I get best it. Compliment of all time. Now. <laughs> well, we're off to a great start, everybody. <laughs> the 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 silence of Robin Quivers was. I don't know anything about any Howard Stern. I'm from San Diego. That's a very New York. It's a very New York phenomenon. The Howard Stern. Robin Quivers is a pioneer, baby. Let's go. Weed. Stay off the weed. And then you come on TV. You come on national TV. Oh, Stephen A. You gotta look out. Look out for what? Weed. Before we get to the topic, we were going to discuss your article on the weed, but I there is something depressing to me about the recent meme that has lit Twitter on fire. The Will Smith looking incredibly dejected, um, the new Jordan Cry face, and it's the sense of is there any winning in life, Marcus? You know, if you if you get to the absolute top, if you become the biggest star in Hollywood, if you've got a billion dollars, you're still liable to be completely publicly humiliated over your marriage falling apart. It's just, there's, is there any winning? Is there any winning? Well, well, first off, their marriage was public, right? So all of their successes were public. All of their great moments were public. Their children are public. So the fact that their ridicule is public is just far from the course. But I would push against the idea that social media really ridiculing you means you failed at life. Maybe it means social media is a failure and you're, whoever is getting ridiculed is perfectly fine. I just stopped short of giving people on social media too much credit for defining anything. Like So, yeah, no, I don't think – I don't think life is a failure or whatever because people mock you on social media. It might actually mean you're doing it well. Yeah, no, <laughs> no I'm, I, I won't I say that. that. I won't say it's that. It's not that about. he's a failure, but it's you can't shield yourself from emotionally searing deprivation. I mean, you can shield yourself, but this is Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith. They're not trying to be shielded. 
Yeah, they the lived. Whole, the whole red table talk idea was to not be shielded. So I remember seeing them at a, an award ceremony years and years ago. It might have been over a decade ago, where he was he was ogling his wife and saying, "Oh, you're in trouble when we get home." But I was just thinking, this is a little this is a little weird. This is a little weird on stage to perform one's intimacies, and it seems like there just has to be a downside to this kind of thing. Nah, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know them at all. I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't see it as a downside. Right. I mean, I, mm. I, just the way people are, you know, how many people would love for their emotive moments to become like landmark on social media? Right. There are people who are probably like, my crying face was better than Jordan's. So why didn't <laughs> you see? Right. Like, <laughs> but that reveals a sick and twisted culture that so many people would even think that they want that. Um, maybe I'm a prude about that kind of thing, but I just can't imagine. I look at that and I think I don't want anything like that. I started, I did some podcasts with my wife and it was, I got, I, I, I got a little too close to the sun and had to pull back. I, I just felt this is a road. I felt this profound sense of fear of this is a road that I do not want to go down. There is danger ahead. Yeah. And that danger is Allie getting more famous than I am. Uh, low key, that's a joke, but it's definitely true. You'd be, you'd be, you'd be hot if Ali was like on the real, and you didn't get the invitation. I Maybe. propose Ali takes Amanda Seals' place on the real. Let's put let's put Ali on there. You have no idea what the real is, huh? I'm sure. I have no idea what the real is. I have a, I know who Amanda Seal. I know who Amanda Seals is. So. Don't don't worry about it. It's not it's not that important. Anyway, marijuana. Weed. Marcus, you wrote you wrote an article in The Athletic on the weed that is going to be consumed inside the bubble. And I saw that you were having a lot of fun writing this. You know, you 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 were you man, were enjoying. I was loaded, bro. Let me tell you, I man, I was whoo. I don't think I've ever gotten that high before. So the <laughs> words just kind of came naturally after that. In fact, I don't even remember it. Like that's how <laughs> Oh, well, that's what's interesting to me. You've never you've never <laughs> smoked. How do we say like a, a nugget of weed in your life? You've never you didn't inhale like Fortunately, uh, I've never gotten high before. Never gotten uh, high before. Never got high before. I've never I never smoked. I have been in a car that was so full like of smoke. Right. I was getting a ride home and I remember like having a headache. So I think that might have been my my contact high experience or something, but Kawakami's got to Kawakami's got to calm it down with that. I mean, you know, <laughs> that's so funny. That's hilarious. <laughs> Can you imagine Kawakami hotboxing? <laughs> hey, you want to get high, man? Does Howdy Doody got wooden balls, man? I got a joint here, man. I've been saving for a special occasion. Play on fire up. Hey, I hope the drums don't mess up your upholstery. We'll just call eight executives up and. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, you've never you've never smoked a weed um, in your life, and I, I'm curious, what's your perspective on that? Because you have enough reverence for the downsides of weed, it would appear not to do it, and yet I don't detect any judgmentalism coming from you as you describe how players are using it. So what, what do you think about that? Do you think well, about, you know, yeah. I grew up, you know, like, you know, I, I grew up in church and, you know, it was definitely stigmatized in, in, in the whole black church setting. Uh, I was such a, you know, to be honest, like it was just such a, uh, a rough 
like life. It was like it was hard to find things to be confident about. So when I was younger, I kind of viewed that type of stuff as my significance, right? Like this is what makes me special. I don't participate in these things, right? So it was the one thing I could hang my hat on. Uh, then, I, you know, I get to college and then, you know, you start like learning more things and start understanding. But really in high school, I just remember in high school when we play hoop, I was really tight with my cousin. Like we were really tight, right? Like he came to the high school because we went to high school way far from where we were supposed to go. And he came with me because we were close. And then I just like he just we just kind of drifted away because he would go off getting high with the basketball team. And I'd be like, man, I ain't got nobody to hang with no more. Like, uh, <laughs> So, you know, so like that kind of crowd, it was just like, all right, I'm gonna go to the library and do my homework. Right. Cause I did smoke, uh, another, uh, um, the, probably the most germane factor, the most major factor is that I just, I was raised by addicts, you know, so many addicts in my life. I'm just terrified that the first time I do it, it's over. Right. Like, mm-hmm. like nobody ever, in, nobody ever starts like, yo, I'm about to be a crackhead. Right. But it just I've, I've seen people too who started with, you know, they took a hit. Next thing you know, I see them now. They're like in the streets. It's like, yo, Marcus, I guess money. So I was always terrified of that, of not knowing where the rabbit hole was. Like mm. if this addiction thing is a genetic, if I take this and I get high, is this now something that will consume my life? Will this rot? Like I just I just didn't know. Right. Um, but I, I always loved the culture. I always loved how cool it was. I always wish I smoked. The other factor is like I'm an asthmatic. Uh, I was always afraid of that, you know, because, you know, I, I, it was worse when I was younger. When I was a little kid, I used to go to hospital a lot. But once I started playing hoop, it was less of a thing. But uh, it was just always that fear. Like, you know, this is what older people would tell you, too. Like, man, you can't be smoking weed. Like, you're going to have an asthma attack. And it's like, yo, I don't want to have an asthma attack. Like, you know, so it was just all these things kind of conspiring to keep me away from it. Uh, but I always, I always, I always thought it was so cool. Like we would be playing hoop. I'll never forget. We would play hoop at the park and the dope dealers would come around and it'd be like, it'd be all kind of people, you know, some people shoot dice on the side. Some people got their pit bulls, you know, we on the court hooping and invariably somebody would bring the radio and, you know, like my, my hood game, right. You know how you, when you play hoop, you have that one big game my hood game where I was like where everybody realized that I was good at basketball they were playing Scarface let me roll on the side it was on tape so it was like you kept having to rewind it in the in the boom box right it was like rewind it but I was out there getting buckets to let me roll right like man I should have put that in my top five list I forgot about let me roll but uh I just always revered the culture I mean I revered in the same way you kind of look up to you know, to, to people who have money, to people who have prestige, to people who have swag. It just felt like people who smoke weed were always hella cool, <laughs> right? They just always were, they just had this aura about them that was hella cool. So I always revered it and just never partook. So the bubble, the players, the weed. Um, yeah. Uh, so why did you write this? What's going on in the bubble uh, vis-a-vis weed that makes this a different scenario, Marcus? Well, I was just, it, it's just one of those things we all know is there, right? We all know NBA players smoke weed. And, you know, many of them talk about it, you know, the moment they retire, right? They start openly talking about it. You know, uh, Steven Jackson and Matt Barnes has a show 
You know what I'm saying? <laughs> under the under the whole premise, right? And people love the show. So we know it's there. But I was just wondering about the things that are happening in the bubble that people aren't talking about. Yeah. At first, I started with the idea, to be honest, I was thinking about uh, what are people going to do about sex in the bubble, right? And it just felt like a little bit too third, really, right? Yeah. <laughs> but everyone's so, thinking about that yes, one. I mean, let's not, let's not it, drop man. that. Let's not drop that topic. I mean, that's something everybody's thinking about. Stephen A. Smith just said it. But, yeah. I, yeah, I was thinking like, man, if they were smart, they'd have like a, uh, like a, a contest. You know what I'm saying? Like a reality show, trying to pick like <laughs> like in 50, Seinfeld. Yeah, like the 50 uh, IG models who can get oh. to the bubble, right? Just turn that. Yeah, into I'm a sure. I'm show. sure that would would create any <laughs> PR firestorms. It would be a, it would be a nightmare. But it's like, I mean, yeah. you know, we already saw. Uh, one um, woman on Twitter Reach. says she's been invited to the bubble, you know. And, and by the way, we're talking like first few days. This is a topic to monitor a few weeks in. Right, <laughs> right. You know, it's got to be through the first round because then, you know, the wives will be, be coming. So, but like I, I was from what I was told, people are already working around it. You can't have family, but you can have like a trainer, right? Or, you know, a massage therapist, right? So from what I was told, there's been, man, there's been some pretty hot massage therapists. Coming God damn. <laughs> there's a couple trainers who, you know, <laughs> like there are back doors. Oh my God. <laughs> that was Jade, Jade, play sound effect for every accidental double entendre. Um, yeah, yeah. That seems to be a realistic workaround. That seems to be a good uh, compromise where you're saying, look. We're not officially saying this is what this is for, but unofficially, uh, you can meet your needs. I guess we shall put it euphemistically. I mean, look, the the the, the idea without trying to make this some kind of like seedy and shady conversation is, look, these are 25-year-old men, many of them single, and yeah. companion is just a part of their life. Well, and you can't make it like prison, you know? I, I mean, That's what I'm saying. It's like, yeah, like why – I mean, when you start thinking about the things they'll be deprived of by participating in this, uh, some things are just going to be difficult. Like that's for real. We, we're seeing a lot of food, right? Like it's, you know, how hard is it to eat food you think is bad for three months, right? It's okay to yeah. talk about that. Well, it's probably should be okay to talk about what is a single young man who is used to getting uh, companionship? What is he going to do without companionship? Is he going to just suck it up for three months? Is, is he <laughs> oh, going you to say not, like companionship? You know? Like it's, uh, <laughs> it's just a uh, funny euphemism. I'll, I want to say entanglements, but I feel like it's gotten to be cliche already. Entanglements. You know, I keep yeah. saying entanglement. It's hard to avoid yeah. the word now. They just want to, you know, <laughs> I mean, we know, we know what it is. We know what this life is, right? We, we, yeah. we understand it to be. So well, I was just there's also a reality of a lot of them are accustomed to a level that most people yes. are not. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And a level and frequency of access, right? Yeah. They they get quality and and uh, quantity, quantity right right so but it's just like yeah uh, I was just thinking of things that they will be deprived of in the bubble that might be harder to deal with and what are those like what are they gonna do about that so I started with that when I was like that's just too too risky and it's still one of the things that people don't talk about not because they aren't willing but you know 
I mean, like, I'm it's not very, it's very here. third rail. Yeah, it's, it's very, very third, third rail. rail. You know, and it's a, it, it, they are the kind of conversations of I'm talking to friends and uh, in private about the NBA. It's easy to people get scandalized by it yes, when you start yeah. talking about how it actually is. Um, and the thing, and then you know, you. there are other people affected. That's the thing that's like, look, man, people have wives, people have children, people have, you know, people have parents. It's like, all right, uh, you, you kind of got to think about those things, right? Yeah. So it is the most that topic, um, the entanglement topic is the one where we probably do the most protection of the athletes as a media collective. We know a lot more than we share on that front. We are the reporters around Franklin, uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, uh, not telling the public that he's in a wheelchair. Uh, and I don't necessarily think that's bad, I should say. And yeah, I, I think it's, I think it's good. I, I, th I think we're being moral in that, but I once talked to a guy who was in the tech world. He was like a big kind of big shot in that world. And he was shocked when we started talking about it, he was shocked that all of this stuff was in front page news because he was saying that, well, everything, you know, all the gossip in the tech world is shared. It's all talked about. So why isn't it talked about for you guys? And it's just it's just messy, man. It's just messy. You start talking about that stuff at a certain level. There are these downstream effects. It does impact family members and it does seem it does seem a little uh, outside the purview of sports, it, it seems like something else. So I, I, we do a lot of protection sometimes though. I do think when I'm seeing certain athletes present themselves as having a more wholesome lifestyle than they're really living, there's an aspect of, well, are we helping them sell that lie? But for the most part, it just seems good not to touch it and to, to stay away. I mean, also like you kind of have to keep doing the job, right? So if you touch it, that might be the last thing you touch. You know, yep. it's yep. like, all right, is it worth it to to have people kind of blackball you because, you know, and is that story worth it, especially since it's so common? Right. Like, I just yeah. feel like that's something that I just think about, like the children. Right. Like, mm -hmm. even if somebody is participating in this behavior, they're probably not telling their children. I don't think it's my place to be telling somebody's children what their daddy is doing. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's yeah, not yeah. my place. Like if they're smoking weed, their child probably knows they smoke weed, right? Like they probably already, <laughs> they yeah. probably already said, yeah, this is what I do. I, I can talk to my child about this. I can explain it to them. I can tell them the health benefits, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know if you can do that when you start talking about sex. Right. So yeah, I just don't I, feel like it's my place to be telling people, children and I've, I've and i've never felt that judgmental about it because i've always had the <laughs> understanding that this is a different this is a different world i didn't accept i feel like i'm an accidental contrarian i'm not trying to be a contrarian but when everybody was mad at tiger woods i just found it to be so insane i just thought this is the, the and, and people were saying things like he sold us a lie and i was thinking where was the buick commercial where tiger woods turned to the camera and said, by Buick, by the way, I only have sex with my wife. Like, that never happened. So why are people so angry? It's just so strange. <laughs> like, what did you expect? I mean, you got it. Even if he didn't say it, his whole image was wholesome, right? You think just the way he hit the golf ball meant that he was monogamous? What is this? What was this nah, based he, on? He carefully crafted a wholesome image. Like, I get it, you know, and, you know, some of it is the society likes to 
frame people of color in that way, right? Like, yo, I like him because he's one of the good ones. He's not doing this. He's not doing that. Yada, yada, yada. I do feel like that's the case. I don't, I also don't think that's exclusively like the Tiger Woods thing. I think the public in general in this quote unquote Christian nation looks at anybody who's sleeping around with some kind of ire, right? Like, well, to be, well, to be mean, clear, what, in most instances, you should not. <laughs> You know, I don't know your situation out there. I'm not judging your particular situation, but I'm fairly confident saying that in most marriages, you probably shouldn't. I'm just going to say that as a PSA, right. especially especially if your partner thinks that you shouldn't, especially yeah, right. that. It's- I was, I was going to say, I mean, if your partner is OK with it, you know, you know. <laughs> I, yeah, it's just we, we the still Tiger Woods one was insane. It's just like, oh, my God, this road bound billionaire is cheating on his wife. <laughs> this is insane. Uh, that that is unbelievable, right? But look, I mean, I, I just feel like his brand was a little bit that way. Mm. To, to be honest, and I don't know if it. I I don't know if it's. Uh, I I don't know how much intentional it was. Yeah, I, I, it's hard. Like Steph Curry's is intentional, right? Yeah. Tiger Woods felt a little bit like that, but I just don't know if that's because that's what people projected onto him or that's how he crafted it. Right. But the funniest, the funniest one with Tiger Woods to be is when Gillette dropped him as a sponsor after that. And then you just see all their advertisements. And, and it's like all like shirtless dudes, right? Well, it's yeah. It's like, Oh, so what is this product going to do for you? Well, the idea is that you're going to shave your face and it's going to be so smooth that women are going to be all over, all over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but they're single. They're single, though. They're single, guys. <laughs> we can't have this guy, <laughs> this guy promoting that message. And look, I don't know. Weed used to be, to bring it back to the weed, weed used to be in that place. Remember Michael Phelps getting all these sponsors to drop him when that picture came out where he was hitting a bong? And corporate America back then ran away from him. I feel as though if that picture came out today, I don't think anybody really cares. Yeah. I don't think people care at all. The question is, is that growth or um, all just become heathens? <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I think in some ways it's growth. Um, I, I, I think what you were saying was uh, what was it that that it varies? I'm trying to remember the exact exact sentence that you said in the article where the, the kind of habit varies by person. I think that a lot yeah. of people Jesus, who don't engage, not a monolith. Yeah. yeah, they're not a monolith. That's what you're saying. And I think that's the, something that's lost on people sometimes, especially if they've never broken that seal. It's this idea that you're either just a total weed head or you're, you're straight edge. And obviously there's just a big, there's a big range. You can be smoking weed to the level where it is a problem in your life. I think that is something that's obvious. And now that's almost uncool to say, but yeah, it's, you should practice some amount of moderation if you can, uh, with that kind of thing. But it's also true that moderation is possible for a lot of people. And it's no different than if you want to have a cocktail after work. Um, and some would say that it's, less harmful um and so is it more harmful than xanax i would say less probably yeah, um, what, i just don't, this is the I'll, part test, I don't I'll test get. it out tonight i'll, I'll check it out <laughs> I'll, I'll get back to you this on, is the part the i don't understand it like i don't know i don't i don't really i take excedrin right when i have a migraine like that's it right but uh I just find it funny, like even in the comments, people are like, these people are so terrible. This is awful. This is depressing. You thugs and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, but if the story was about Percocet, 
like would the conversation be different or would the story was about Valium or the need for Xanax in a bubble because this is a super stressful environment. Yeah. Like would pe- would it be well, stigmatized? I'm watching, I'm watching a documentary series right now. Uh, I'll be gone in the dark um, about the woman who uh, really the uncovered golden state killer, yes, right? The golden state killer. Yeah. And it's starting to build the arc of how she started to take these sorts of drugs to deal with the stress and she ultimately died. And I haven't seen, I haven't seen that yet. Uh, a few episodes in and I haven't read all about it, but people can go down that kind of path with drugs that are totally legal. That can obviously happen. But uh, with weed, it seems like it's so dependent on the type of person, uh, how it interacts with their brain. And I do think that there should be some reverence and respect for the drug, knowing that this isn't this isn't spinach. This is doing something to your brain chemistry. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. also, if Michael Phelps wants to hit a bong, he shouldn't lose every corporate sponsor he has. It Absolutely. doesn't make him a bad guy. And ironically, with Michael Phelps, he got a few DUIs, right? There's a little bit of uh, op- opportunity cost or replacement player, whatever you want to call it, where if you're choosing between the two, if you know as a person that you are going to do one of the two, right? It's quite possible that the illegal one in many instances is more benign than the legal one. If you know you have to do one of the two. Uh, I don't know if you want to include this or not, Jay, but Dwayne Wade just tweeted, not just tweeted, but like 11 o'clock. Nick Cannon, we are with you. Keep leading. Oh, Oh. Dwayne Wade. (laughs) Point of Oh, no. Keep leading. Keep leading. You know, the pandemic has been an interesting time. Um. (laughs) I I think about I've thought about this, right? Um, You know, uh, I, I, I wish I had a healthy relationship with cannabis. Like in this pandemic, this is man, this stuff has been hard, dude. Like like yeah. people people in poverty this is incredibly hard and that's like all of my family and my mother like it is very this has been one of the most stressful times of my life and i don't always handle it well right so it's like yeah i wish i wish i did have a healthy like it seems like it would be easy to do something fortunately i figured out ways to just yeah. growing up this way to to deal with the cope, but they don't always feel as easy and freeing. And I don't know if my escape is as holistic or or full as people who know how to you know handle some, some I, weed intake. So I, I feel like life is hard to tolerate, and it can be good to take the edge off. And right now, the edge seems to be sharper than it usually is. At the same time. There is no free lunch in nature. You're always paying nice. for it in some respect. And I know for me personally, I mean, obviously, I smoked weed with Don Nelson. Uh, so it's not exactly breaking any news to say that I have smoked weed before. Um, but less now, less now just because with a kid, it makes you foggier, right? It makes you foggier. You know that you have to kind of be in a position at certain times. And Again, a lot of it's dependent on the kind of person you are, how it it interacts with your particular chemistry. I just know that the next day I'm going to be pretty foggy. So they're just the moments are fewer and farther between. And 
in a way, I don't think that you're missing, you're missing much. I think that ultimately, even if you're taking the edge off, you're going to pay for it a little bit down the road. Your head's not going to fall off like the bird and dumb and dumber. Um, but you're, yeah, you're going to pay for it a little bit, just like with booze, you know, just like with booze a little bit. There's always a, I just don't know that I'm not going to be that dude now who can't you know, get the day started without rolling something. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> and I just don't, I don't want to be dependent on anything. Right? <laughs> and bake. And I just bake. don't want to be dependent like that. You know what I'm saying? It like, is, I, I mean, yeah. I'm already too far on coffee. So sometimes I just like gave up coffee. You are like, like the ultimate coffee addict. When, when I, I, gave, gone, I gave it up. I've gone, I to you, I I've gone with you to Pete's and Starbucks and Blue Bottle. Like, these are multiple locations and you know everybody. It's like Ray Liotta entering the Coca Cabana and Goodfellas. Get out of here. You went through the back door. You're giving everybody 20s. Yeah. It was crazy. It's funny. Are you sure they don't know me because I'm a star sports writer? Uh, I mean, I think back then you weren't like the time oh, you went. It was a while ago. Wow, you saying I just became a star sports writer? That's wow. Point, point of contention. Sports. Point of contention. Marcus Thompson, I've been a star uh, writer, <laughs> a star sports writer, the best sports writer, joins us right now. Point of contention. <laughs> I've, been, I've been a star. Oh writer. God, have you, Jade? Have you seen Marcus on Colin Cowherd's show? Oh my God. Yes. I couldn't even see Cousins coming back if this series is definitive. Yeah. yeah. If it goes like six, seven, the Cousins might come back for that. I think KD. I think he's done to the finals. Finally, I'm not asking you to be a psychologist, but you probably. But I'm good at it, though. I'm not, like I stayed at the Holiday Inn Express and everything <laughs> that they've been all year. Wow. How about that? Okay, here's the book. I'll show you the cover. Kevin Durant's Relentless Pursuit to Be the Greatest. Uh, there's the book. Marcus Thompson. We put him on recently. Lead columnist, The Athletic. Uh, go buy it. I don't ask you very often to go buy a book, uh, but I got mine ordered and ready to go. Marcus, absolute pleasure, my man. Anytime, anytime. You're my homie. All right. Good stuff. He is a little psychologist. He's pretty good. He's got a little Sigmund Freud there working there. He knows it. Colin loves this dude. He's, uh, it's like story time. He gets hushed. He wants to hear. I think that's the star term is Colin Cowherd. That's my theory, Marcus. That's when you truly, that's when you went from Bayness to famous right there. Right there. From Bayness to famous? Bayness nah. to famous. Wow. Bayness. Oh, Bayness. Like the Bay. Bay, like Bay Area. Yeah. Well, anyway, yeah. Players are smoking weed. You're not being too judgmental about it. We understand that, understand that there are trade-offs and that it's not spinach, but at the same time, it's not poison. But what do you and, think of the league saying we're not going to test for this stuff and we're going to let you go? I think you gotta you got to pick your battles, right? The league is trying to do so much at once right now, and that's just not a battle they can fight. And if they can cut down on these players trying to get weed from the outside and try to bring it on their own to cut down on points of contact, I think that's just – that's just the compromise that they need to make. But what's it's interesting, though, because I do hear a lot of people who would consider themselves liberal within the NBA when I've said things about weed and how they shouldn't test for it. I've heard a lot of pushback internally from old school NBA guys and even some younger ones saying that you don't even know how big a problem this is in the G League and how many guys they're just too high to even leave the uh, hotel room and guys, they, they, they derail their careers doing this kind of thing. And if we yeah. make it totally okay for everybody to do it, you're going to see more careers derailed. I know a lot of people 
who say that. And I know that it's not fashionable for me to accept that as a valid perspective. I know I'm supposed to say, oh, these people, you know, what, what a bunch of idiots are thinking this. But I mean, it's how like, many people were like going to be an NBA star, but man, they was in the G League and they smoked too much weed. Like I'd question like I'm, it's not probably not just the weed. Maybe they don't maximize their full potential. But was that potential really going to turn them into Giannis? I have <laughs> no idea. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like. It probably would have been something else, right? But names have been brought up to me. Uh, this yeah, guy yeah, would have been this. Yeah, this guy would have been that. Yeah. But then we we know some players in the NBA. Uh, We're great with it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, I, uh, let me. The funny part: I was talking to a player about it, and no, and none of the players wanted to be like mentioned. Like, so it's still a little bit like. And you can look at the comments where you can see why some people are like, "Yeah, I'm not putting my name on that." But uh, one player was like. Like, I just want to know how they do that. Like, how do they play on it? Like, you know, That's the person the I, like, I can't even. How can't, do you play like this? Like, I can't just, imagine. just amazed, like, that some I, people are so, like, are able to do it. It's, it is kind of insane when you think about it. Just in front of 20,000 people on television, I can't. But I know people, I mean, I know people who get high and go on live television as broadcasters. You know, I know, I know people who do that. I have friends who do that, which I can't even wrap my mind around that. That just sounds unfathomable. But I think that speaks to the variance in terms of what we does per the person. Yeah. Because like, like we've always heard these stories. I mean, keep in mind, you're talking to somebody who has no idea. Right. But You've always heard like these artists who are great when they're high. Like, why would the why would basketball be different? Except for the part that I could see is like, if it does something to your win, right, to your lung capacity. If, if it if somehow you think, can't run as much, but like if this if if it enhances focus and helps people, and you know, and, and it helps in these other like uh, uh, cerebral activities, why wouldn't it help for basketball? I kind of suspect that. It would probably you probably have people who think they do better, but they don't do better. You'd probably have some of that, but they think they do. And maybe some people who do. But again, it's just so hard for me to even fathom that maybe because I'm more prone to over analysis and paranoia that the idea is, no, I don't want to relax. I want to step out between the lines against guys who are trying to beat me. Um, and stomp on my throat metaphorically and put myself in that position when I'm altered. I mean, that is, that is a level I can't even fathom, but obviously some guys are there. Um, and God, I'm, now I'm trying to edit myself because <laughs> I'm trying to edit myself to not reveal Marcus. Do you remember in 2024, like between, I think before the 2014, 2015 season, we went to a press conference where the player was just crazy, obvious high. You remember what I'm talking about? Yes. <laughs> you might as well just say it at that point. Like, nah, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going <laughs> to say it. People can read between the lines. But somebody from the team reached out to me recently and was talking about it and said, yeah, it was unbelievable how high he was, as though we didn't know that at that particular press conference. And I was yeah. Just- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's it's that's pretty funny. Uh, did, uh, by the way, I wanted to ask you: Did you see the snitch line? Apparently, oh, we're doing it right now. Activated. We're, we're, we're activating the dry snitch line right now. The podcast. <laughs> yeah, you, you are, the real are, snitch line. You are totally snitching over here, but uh, uh, <laughs> nobody's gonna get snitched on. Like, there's no way somebody's gonna snitch about weed in the bubble, right? No, that would right. be. Although, 
let's say Chris Paul needs to win a playoff game. <laughs> let's say Chris Paul wants to get to round three. <laughs> Chris Paul dropping a dime, like, hey, go 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 check the shaving cream can. <laughs> it's like I haven't been, I haven't been to the conference finals in my entire career. I need this. Ethan Strauss placed a hundred to one bet on my thunder to win the championship. Can't let him down. Hello. I think it's about time we had that talk, but that is not going to happen unless we read this book, son. You know, I can, I can see, I can see this. I can see this. I think the snitch, the snitch line is, is a unique idea, right? And yeah, I'm actually surprised people are using it, but like I'm trying to figure out are people come on, going you know, to you know it? how NBA players are NBA I, players are like how come I get this and this guy gets judged that way yeah. but still there's going to be like a record of you calling the snitch line you know Shams is going to get that call log and be like <laughs> somebody's <laughs> going to leak the call log to find out who snitched right like if 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 Kobe's uh, snitching on Shaq got leaks I would never call that line you know somebody's going to Gonna blow the cover. That's what I would be thinking anyway. But I'm just yeah. like, I just know. I wonder what else the line will be used for other than, yo, this person is breaking the bubble. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, you know? It could be used for revenge. So you're somebody like Rudy Gobert and your peers have mocked you and you feel like an outsider. Maybe it's time to, it's time to snitch. It's time to get some revenge, maybe. Be like, yo, they got two, man, they, 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 they didn't hustle the system and got two meals. There should only yeah. be one going to that room. Yeah, like, yeah, I, they I don't, don't just have designated trainers. They're they're bringing more people in. Um, I wonder how hard it is to get people in and out of the bubble. How secure it is is another is another question. I mean, there there are some. I've got a ton of questions. I'm just we're, we're going to start talking to people. The problem is that a lot of the media who've been in the bubble and they talk about it. Um, I don't want to throw a wet blanket on what they're doing, but it hasn't been that interesting to me or, or exciting to me. It's like, okay, I'm in a room. The most We're interesting not- thing was, uh, was, uh, Pat Beverly's collection of white to East to me. That was, oh. Like, oh, I was talking dude. about the media. I was talking about the media. People, oh, the media. Yeah. Yeah. The players have, the players are doing weird Ooh, stuff. They're fishing. media people in the bubble. Are they eating those fish? That's what I want to know. Is anybody eating I, those? the video? I saw the video of, uh, Ben Simmons and he threw her back. Yeah, not well though. I mean that that changed how I felt about Bill Bill Simmons, Ben Simmons, just the way so apathetic for the poor fish. You know that wasn't cool. But so or none of them. I mean, are, did, I mean, does he get credit for tossing it back? I think they're all tossing it back. I don't yeah. think he did. Kind of just like yeah, all right, fish. It was like a wrapper from a piece of candy he had. That's how he threw that fish. I didn't know fishing was this popular. Did you? I know they are fishing a lot, but that's what you do in Florida. You go fishing. Yeah. yeah. Seems fun. Point of contention. No, can, can I can I get Ethan's top five songs though? Like I really want to hear my top songs. five my top five weed songs. Ethan, you must give me your top five weed Dude, songs. I'm not, Mine are on the record. Music, I'm not a musical person. I I listen to podcasts and I run. I don't. I, I, I like music. Everybody likes music, okay? You live, nobody you live long enough to have Nobody weed. is like that family in uh man, what's that Pixar movie called? God, this is killing me. The Pixar movie set in Mexico. Coco? Yeah, 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 yeah. Coco. Nobody's like that family. Everybody at least likes music. But I feel like I, I don't like music as much as other people like music, right? I'm trying to I think. don't think you need to be like 
I don't think you need to be this music connoisseur to. Does it have to be a song that references weed, or does it have to be a song that's good with weed? I'll take either one from you. Because I remember being in high school in a car, and my buddy put on Humble Mumble with the full sound, um, and that was pretty crazy. Hill, something. I've always wondered if Cypress. I've always wondered if Cypress Hill at some point got tired of weed, but they have to keep pretending because it's just so important to the act. They they, they can't you know they did, can't. Did, Af- did Afro Man give up weed? We ain't heard from him since. <laughs> he was a one hit wonder. <laughs> yeah, he's a one hit wonder. Sublime. I smoke two joints. Uh, the Chronic. Okay, so can I say uh, I was listening? Explosive. I was like, "Yo, explosive!" Right? I was like, "Yeah, explosive is it?" So I was listening to all the songs again, and man, I'm 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 so old and a father. Like, it was tough to listen to. I was like, "There's no way I'm putting this out here." Uh, the <laughs> like, level of misogyny, just, or you yeah, the lyrics is just like, "Oh, it, it was it was painful." I was like, "Geez, I'm I am literally my dad <laughs> right no now." Fun. Like the most misogynistic hit song that has ever been, or like a popular song. Could yeah, it's definitely up there. <laughs> it's definitely up there. It's it's yeah. It was just it was weird to have that interaction with that song, right? As it was just like, oh oh no, I can't. But that's oh. part of the fun. Is it's like it's so bad, you know? That's part of that's part of what it's makes so it. A, that's what makes it such a hit. I'm gonna go with Superman, uh, uh, Soldier Boy. <laughs> as, the really? most, as the winner of the misogynist songs oh if yeah you, yeah, you yeah. Need to, if you don't know what superman that hold me like don't get worse than that bro <laughs> don't get worse than that i don't know the, the lyrics are no fun i think or or above soldier boy soldier boy um i'm just looking <laughs> oh my god <laughs> people are arguing I was telling my wife i was telling my wife i was like get, did you ever heard this song? She was like, "Yeah." I'm like, "Did you?" But did you hear it? We were just talking about how old we were because it just felt like get off my lawn. I was clutching my pearls. It was just, <laughs> it was wild. It was wild. I was like, well, "With Nate Dog on the hook too? What? This was yeah, fire!" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, to bring it all the way around, people were making this argument because I guess Snoop Dogg was going up against DMX, and Snoop Dogg really rode having one huge hit album to like a-list celebrity status to bring it back around to what you were saying to bring it back to what you were saying with the weed as part of his whole cool persona like his whole persona stood the test of time in a way that is unusual for celebrity especially a musician especially if they've had one like no i know people will say like well i love that I love that album. I love that record whatever but like he had one monster Ah, like snoop's hit rate does not match his celebrity. No, and, but but I will give him this. He's an excellent feature artist. 
Like some oh, yeah. of his best work is as a feature. He's so but distinct. He's so distinct. You go like, through his albums though, like, like he's good. Like he's you know, but you're not. It doesn't match like who he is and how high as you would think. He's got a million hits, but yeah, that's that's the sneaky part. That that's that's the uh, that's the game. That's that LBC game. He didn't he didn't uh he didn't work his way to levels that few other rappers have reached without kind of the 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 catalog to back it up. Yeah, he he kept a list celebrity status going based on just charisma in a way that is unusual. Um, and is probably, I mean, man, is he the most famous rapper from that era? If you're talking household name, I feel like I'm Bill Simmons. Uh, it'll be, yeah, it'll be tough to top it. Yeah, it'll, it'll be tough to top that. Uh, I mean, Ice Cube is pretty big. But that's a little bit earlier, maybe. I mean, it's definitely crossover in the Venn diagram. But you know, Cube go. Yeah, I'm gonna say Ice Cube. I'm gonna go Ice Cube. More famous than Snoop Dogg. Uh, I don't know. So, say uh, while you're still recording, uh, just give me, just say your name for me. Say I'm Ethan Strauss. Ethan. I'm Ethan Strauss. Not like that. Hey everybody, I'm Ethan Strauss. Okay, I'll take that. Marcus? Oh, I'm doing the same thing. Yep. Or am I saying, and I'm Marcus Thompson second. I'm Marcus Thompson. I am Marcus Thompson. I'm Marcus Thompson the second. You know what I'm saying? You feel me? 100 years face, East Oakland Ganglin. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Marcus Thompson.